those things that are bothering you go. Remember that Jesus deserves to be worshipped. So we continue 
Blood mankind hath 
God, we thank you for the time of year. We thank you that we get to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Father God, I pray that you would bless our time together. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. How's everyone this morning? That's great. It's at this exact moment, of course, that I realize I forgot my bulletin back there where Dave is, and that's okay. But I don't remember what my welcoming verse was anymore. But I do know. 
that it was profound to me when I chose it. <laughs> We're going to be continuing. Oh, thank you. Everyone's so kind. All right. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Hmm. This has been a very atypical year, to say it mildly. I don't believe that this year is more evil than other years or anything like that. I just know that we have a lot going on that isn't typical. A lot of illness, a lot of political unrest. But this is the time of year when we get to stop and we get to celebrate the birth of Christ. I spent many years more upset with how people celebrate Christmas than worried about whether or not I was celebrating Christmas. Um, in fact, I have a tendency to get grumpy about the way we celebrate holidays in general. And I'm learning that a lot of that is my own issue. I mean, uh, and it's, it's come very clear to me in the past couple of years that there's two holidays, two times of year when you can talk about Jesus and if someone gets mad, it's viewed as their problem, not yours. It's almost like a paradigm shift from what's normal. But if someone gets upset at you, at you for speaking about Jesus during Christmas time or Easter time, even the world around will look at them and be like, you need to lighten up. And uh, I think I should be celebrating that more than worried that we're not doing it as well as we could and maybe just be a bit more vocal. Celebrate the fact that we have these windows where it's not seen as oppressive or whatever it could be seen as to speak about Jesus. So I'm going to say Merry Christmas and be excited about it this year, I've decided. So I would like to continue by reading the story of the birth of Jesus from Luke and uh, a little bit from Matthew as well. So in your bulletin, you'll notice I have Luke 2, 1 through 40 and Matthew 1, 18 through 2, 23. I'm going to go ahead and read through these. All right. So this is Luke 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went down to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for a baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them at the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was laying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. There is something very special that the first people to get the news of Jesus being born are shepherds. A shepherd is typically the lowest member of the house. A shepherd is kind of the lowest rung of society. So the lowest of the low are the people who got to know about Jesus first. They're the first that were called. And there's something about that that just seems to be who Jesus was throughout his entire life, but the first, and who he is still, but the first people to receive the good news were the lowest rung of the lowest rung. Verse 21 is called Jesus presented in the temple. So this would have been, well, I'll just go ahead and read it. It's the eighth day after his birth. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. When the time of the purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what was customary in the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed him and said to Mary, his mother, 
This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at the very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Then Joseph and Mary had done everything required of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, was filled with wisdom, and grace of God was upon him. I am really blessed by when Jesus is in the temple on the eighth day to get circumcised, as is the law. how Simeon reacts to him because Simeon's been promised of God that he won't die until he sees the Christ. And in fact, um, of all songs, the battle hymn of the Republic actually starts with that line, my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord, which is actually the words of Simeon. not to elevate the battle hymn of the Republic at all, but that is where they get that line from. And I'm hopefully not going to be overly disillusioning here, but I'm sure you guys know that nativity scenes, as beautiful as they are, are really inaccurate. Sorry. They are. I don't mind nativity scenes. They're beautiful, but the Magi show up later. They're not actually there with the shepherds. Also, traditionally, shepherds, being the lowest member of the house, have a tendency to be quite young and often female, so they might not have been the bearded old men that are on your nativity set. They might have been 11-year-old girls. Aside from that, maybe they were old men. The Bible doesn't specify because that detail actually doesn't matter. Their position and the message they received, that's what matters. And like I said, I'm actually rather fond of nativity sets. I think they're beautiful. But the Magi show up later. And I'm going to read the account of that as well because I feel it belongs in the Christmas story as well. The visit of the Magi. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod. Oh, and this is from Matthew too, I'm sorry. Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem went with him. And he called together the people of the chief priests and the teachers of the law. He asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. 
After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, incense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. And when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so it was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and gave orders to kill the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he learned about from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared to, in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, and he said, get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judah in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went to live in a town called Nazareth. So it was fulfilled what was said through the prophets. He will be called a Nazarene. I'm always taken uh, by how multi-layered scripture is, and I'm, I'm very convinced that I don't serve a God of coincidence. I don't think anything in scripture is a coincidence. But I love that the town of Bethlehem is a bakery. That's the, what Bethlehem means, is bread house. It's a bakery. The bread of life was born in bread house. Nazareth, I believe, means shootville, shoot town. Shoot of Jesse lived in Nazareth. It's amazing. But I don't believe God is a God of coincidence, but all these things just keep overlapping. And it's very exciting for me. I hope it is for you also. <laughs> when we read the Christmas story, we have a tendency to gloss over the details quite a bit. Because really, it, it's when it comes down to it, the Christmas story can be condensed into about four chapters in the Bible. Even though it all leads up to the need... You know, the first section of the Bible leads up to why Jesus was born. So it's not detached. And then this section tells you what he did after he was born and then what we're to do. So it is all very related. But as far as the details of the birth of Christ, it really just is the beginning of Matthew and the beginning of Luke.
when we read through these uh, accounts the, of the birth of Jesus, there's a lot of lessons that we could pull from to apply to our lives. The faithfulness of Mary and Joseph is something that we can try to emulate. The amazing role of John the Baptist, whose whole life was for the glory of God and to pronounce the coming of Jesus which he starts doing from before he was even born. And that's in uh, Luke 1, when we see about John the Baptist, and I spoke about that last week or the week before. But the people, again, that just jump out at me the most, I think, are the shepherds, who get this incredible opportunity to be the first ones to see Jesus. And I'm sure to receive the news that you're going to go see a baby wrapped in cloths and laying in a manger isn't news anyone had ever received before. Because as far as I know, there is no custom about placing babies in mangers in any part of the world. A manger is a watering trough. It's probably carved into the stone. It's a, it's a ditch. It's where you water the animals. It's not even usually like that beautiful wooden box full of hay that you see in, again, the nativity sets that I actually do like. I'm not preaching against your nativity sets. Keep them. They're beautiful. But to receive the news that the king of kings, that the Messiah is a tiny baby laying in a manger would be rather incredible news. You'd know you found the right child, though. The one the angels were talking about because there probably hadn't been a child in a manger, at least that I'm aware of. I also love in the temple Simeon, of course, the old man who is elated at seeing the Lord's Christ. But Anna, the faithfulness of Anna, who they describe as a prophetess. And as we saw in our video from Sunday school class, prophets aren't fortune tellers. Prophets are, what did they call them? Covenantal watchdogs. They speak God's word. They don't necessarily tell you what's going to happen. And I'm not saying that there wasn't prophets who told, who did some forth-telling, but at the same time, they try to keep people in line with God's words. So I fear, though, when you say the word prophet or prophetess, what people hear is fortune teller, and that is not who she is. She was married for seven years in a culture that marries young for women and then was a widow until she was 84. So odds are she was probably a widow 60 years, generously. But she was faithful to God. And she prayed and fasted and never left the temple. She simply loved God. And there's something about this woman that I just find completely admirable and uh, really touching because I believe we all know people that are similar to that, where they're just so dedicated to their faith 
that they're, they're not typical. And I love that about Anna. And I feel really blessed that she is also in this story because it would have been very easy to leave Anna out. The old woman in the temple. It would have been very easy to leave out Simeon. It would have been very easy to leave out Anna, but they didn't leave them out. The faithful that sought after God in their old age also got to see the Messiah. I'm also taken by how many times it says peace in the birth of Christ. Sometime go through and just look at how many times peace comes up. It's quite a lot. Because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Even the angels, when they're talking to the shepherds, glory to God in the highest, on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Jesus is the only reason why I have peace. And I know I'm not the only one in this room and I'm not the only one that can hear me that does not experience a great deal of peace in their own mind Without Jesus, I know no peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. It's through Jesus that I experience peace. It's through Jesus that I have salvation. I love this story, and I believe this story. And there's very little that I can add as far as personal insights to this story that it doesn't already say. I often wonder what Mary and Joseph are thinking as all these people are talking about their son. Because they already know that he's special. And they already know all these things are going to happen. But then to have it reaffirmed over and over again. And it says that Mary treasured up these things in her heart. Anyhow, we are incredibly blessed to be able to celebrate Christmas, and I'm excited that we get to do so. This uh, Christmas Eve, there'll be uh, a live stream 
of basically the Christmas story again. And if you have the opportunity, please uh, join me in that. Where uh, I'll probably go back and read the story from the beginning. Not the whole story. I'm not starting in Genesis, but I mean, you know, from the birth of John the Baptist. I realized how scary that probably was for a few people. I'm going to start at the beginning. As in, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, not in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, because that would be too far back to do in one evening. But um, anyhow, if you can do so without pain, would you please stand and uh, pray with me? Father God, we praise you for the birth of Jesus. We praise you for being in control of all things. Father God, I pray that you would continue to bless us. I pray that you would continue to protect us. Father, I pray that you would help us to be a light to those around us. I pray that we would be zealous towards our faith. That we'd be able to describe our faith and to share our faith in love. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This actually brings us to a time of announcements. I realize I didn't preach as long as I normally do. I hope it's okay. Are there any announcements? Um, I know it's in your bulletin. I would like to meet it with as many people as we can from church council real quick right after church just uh, to kind of catch up. It's been a long time. Um, we're not going to do a meal or anything, so it should be pretty quick, and I'm going to try not to talk a great deal. No promises. Um, but I think it's important that we just meet. Uh, I would ask you, though, I think we'll meet in the sewing room, but if you would please just, uh, we're all going to mask up when we go back there, please. Um, any other announcements? Okay, so uh, Kristen just said that the directories in our, are in our mailboxes, and they're as updated as she could get them right now. Any changes, let her know. I was also asked to repeat things into the microphone so people at home could hear it. I realize how ridiculous that probably sounds to some people, but that's okay. I'd like everybody to be with us as much as possible. Um, any other announcements? All right, uh, that brings us to our time of praying, prayer requests and sharing. Um, does anyone have any prayer requests? I had uh, two coworkers test positive for COVID this week. Um, I haven't had a lot of contact with them, but it did really trigger my hypochondria. So if you notice me hanging back a little bit, I just don't want to hurt anybody. Um, just in case, you know, proceeding cautiously, what have you. But like I said, I haven't had contact with them or I probably wouldn't 
be here just because I'm, I'm a guideline follower for the most part. Any other prayer requests? It's Christmas. That could be a praise. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Thank you. Yes, thank you. All right. Um, if we can remember to keep praying for Nancy and Willis. And also for uh, the Ashes. And last week, I think it was last week, I was talking about all the people in church that I missed. I went back, every once in a while I go back and listen to my audio just to point out all the mistakes I make so that I can hopefully improve. And somehow I did not mention Milton Duty Schweitzer in that list. So, if you guys are watching, I love you guys and I miss you. Uh, like, I'm not, why didn't I say Milton Duty? Sorry. Anyway, so I miss Milton Duty. Remember to pray for Milton Duty and uh, Daryl and Chris and all the other people that I've already mentioned many times. We're all a family. I just know that not all of us get to be here. But if we can reach out to each other and just remember to pray for each other, I think it goes a long way. And also Ron and Janet. I mean, just all the people that haven't been able to come or haven't come, just keep remembering to lift them up. That's wonderful. So we should be praying for Cameron, who's at sea, and Rhonda, who is not feeling well but has tested negative for the run of the, well, pretty much everything, which is wonderful news there. Who was that again? Okay. Crystal and Byron. Okay. Byron. Okay, Byron's father. Okay. Byron's father passed away of COVID. You said he was 100. Wow. Are there any other prayer requests? Mm -hmm. 
praying that Byron comes to an understanding of faith. Absolutely. I believe it's true what they say, that a, a little religion inoculates you to it, where if you're raised with a... Yeah. Very strange uh, set of beliefs they have there for sure. The Jehovah Witness uh, beliefs on the Trinity and resurrection. Strange, is it not? Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know how they landed where they did on so many issues, but yes. <laughs> Are there any other prayer requests? If you'll, Judy, I didn't ask you beforehand because I didn't know you were going to be here. Do you have any hymns that you would like to sing this morning? Would you mind leading us in a couple Christmas songs maybe? I'll give her a moment to, to figure that out. Um, it's never too early to put someone on the spot, right? But um, why don't we go ahead and pray together, and then you're allowed to tell me no, too. I mean, as my mother-in-law, you still outrank me. It's okay. <laughs> All right. If you, could, uh, if you can do so without pain, please stand. Father God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for all these wonderful blessings that you've given to us, Lord. Father, I thank you for this church family. I thank you for the members of this church. I thank you for those that haven't been able to meet. Father God, I pray that you would let us know how to meet their needs as well. Father God, I pray for my coworkers that are not feeling well. I pray that you would help us to make correct choices Pray that you would continue to protect us. Father God, we thank you that you will return one day. Father God, I pray that you would continue to work in the lives of Willis and Nancy. I pray that you would be with Don and Christy. I pray that you would continue to bless Milton Duty. Father God, I pray that you would be with Rhonda, that she would feel better. I pray that you would continue to protect her. Father God, I pray that you would be with Cameron as he's at sea, Lord. I pray that he would feel your love and presence. Father God, I pray that you would continue to shape him into a man of God. Father God, I pray that you would be with Crystal and Byron's family and the loss of Byron's father. Lord, I pray that you would draw Byron near, that you would show him your truth, through your scriptures, Lord. I pray that you would take away any misgivings that he has. Father God, and that you would just show him the truth. 
Father God, we thank you. And we praise you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Do you have some, Jude? Okay, can we uh, go around the outside of the sanctuary and we'll sing to the middle. And then uh, when we're done singing, I'll have a benediction and you can decide whether you're going home or going to a meeting. <laughs>